hear this story and you'll also be gaining knowledge when you listen to it on how to do these things. I realized that like my concern was really just what people were going to think of my decision and oh my god she's crazy what is she doing she's not you know she's supposed to be pursuing a career this is when she's supposed to be finding a job and I that doesn't appeal to me that never appealed to me. Play a major role in spreading the love and the joy and uh, reducing our imprint, you know, for for future generations and for all that we share this planet with. I was just embarrassed. I felt like I couldn't do it. Like I'd already failed. I had no idea what I was doing. What did I get myself into? What was I thinking? Our history of humanity really revolves around great people and that's that's all we know about and why is that it's because the insignificant people weren't important enough that somebody would take the time to document their life Welcome back to the podcast, or welcome here for the first time. My name is Kaylin Otto, and you are listening to The Unruly Podcast. Wow. I am not very good at uh, doing these podcasts on a consistent schedule. I probably shouldn't be saying this, especially if you're listening for the first time, but it's okay. We're going to keep it real around here. But I've had some really exciting guests lately, and I'm excited to just keep throwing some episodes at you. So... For those of you who haven't listened to the past couple episodes, two episodes ago, I interviewed Kelly Lewis, who is the founder of Women's Travel Fest. She's writing a new book. And by the way, I met our guest today at Women's Travel Fest, so this is just a cool, you know, full circle thing. She's writing a book. I was on her podcast. So that was just a really inspiring podcast about female travelers and women and uh, all of the things they've done and all of the things they can do and how harmful society can be on us uh and you know not only when it comes to traveling but with other things too so go back listen to that interview if you need a little realness in your life if you need a little uplift and then our last guest that we had was my new friend alex and she you know wants to be vegan is kind of transitioning is interested in the subject Whatever. I was looking for a person who was not vegan to interview on the podcast and not have a debate, because I have so many of those in my life, <laughs> but just have a conversation and come at it from a, a calm place and answer questions about the ethics of veganism, what you eat, uh, animal rights activism, all this stuff. And by no means am I saying that people need to be calm or when they're talking about veganism or should do activism in a calm, nice way not to make anyone upset. I am like, to I totally feel the opposite of that actually. I'm like, this is as serious as any other social justice movement and should be given the same amount of fire and anger and I will not tell people you know, how to do their activism, unless it's hurting someone else. So, just wanted to make that clear, especially after that introduction to that episode. So yeah, go back and listen to those last two episodes, and stick around for today's episode as well. I just want to make a couple announcements before we dive in. 
One, my book should still be coming out at the beginning of August. So go to the link in the show notes of this show, sign up for my email list, follow me on social media so that you will know when it comes out and you'll know when you can buy it and hold it in your hands or buy it and read it on your computer because that is so exciting. Uh, The Art of Unruly Travel on a Budget is what it's called and I've poured so many like literal blood, sweat, and tears into this book. So I'm very excited and I'm excited for y'all to have that. And the last announcement that I want to make is I am now a ambassador for Thinks Underwear. And if you've been following me for a while, you know that I don't really promote things. I mean, every once in a while I'll share something on my Instagram or social media and I'm like, ooh, I really love this thing. This is really cool. But I'm not like, go buy this thing, go buy that thing. And I've never really worked with brands before because I just wanted to keep my Instagram an ad-free space because I feel like I, I really don't like our consumer culture and how we're just consuming, consuming all the time, creating waste, creating trash. Everywhere we look, there's an ad. There's um, something telling you to buy something that most of the time we don't need. All of these things. But anyway, with all that being said, this is one product that I actually really do like. I'm so thankful for and I actually do love. I know love is a strong word, but I love free bleeding when I'm on my period. And this gives me the ability to do that without ruining a million pairs of underwear, which is what I was basically doing before. Uh, And it makes it so that, you know, things produce or creates period underwear that you wash and you use again so when I use these I don't have to spend money on tampons and pads every month and I don't have to you know then turn those tampons and pads that I bought into trash so I save money I save on waste and I do really like the reusable pads but they really irritate my skin so I can't use them for more than 10 minutes without getting really irritated and feeling uncomfortable so I just wanted to let everyone know there's more information about that on my Instagram. So if you go on there and you follow me at unruly underscore traveler with two L's, you can learn more about that. I'll also put a link in the show notes so that if you want to just go straight to my profile on the Thinks website, you can do that. You can see which underwear my favorite. And when you shop with me, you will get $10 off your purchase. Even if you go back 20 times and you make 20 different purchases, which I don't know why you would. I mean, if you do, that's cool, but um, every single time that you buy something through me, you'll get $10 off, and then I will get a little bit of the money, which is great, because I'm still figuring out how to make money off of my podcast and social media, because I've been doing it for years without really making anything, so I'm like, you know what? It's time. It's time to get a strategy going here. So anyways, thank you for sticking around for those announcements. Let's jump into today's episode. Amazing. Let's get started then. Uh, Well, welcome to the podcast, Nicolette. Today we're going to have a really awesome conversation, and I'm so excited to share your creation with everyone listening. Can you just introduce yourself and just tell me a few things that you think are important for us to know about you? Super excited to be here, Galen. Thanks so much for the invite and just for having the conversation. It's Good to be with you. So I'm originally from the Netherlands, born and raised in the Netherlands in a um, bilingual household. My mom is Polish, my dad is Dutch. Um, So growing up in Europe, we did a lot of traveling just around Europe because it was so easy to do it. 
Mm-hmm. And I've always loved, you know, being able to travel no matter if it's locally or internationally or wherever you're going. I think you can make, you know, the most of a trip uh, by exploring and getting to know new people and just getting to know your own neck of the woods sometimes, too, mm-hmm. by going locally. So um, I've been just really enjoying getting to know new people from all walks of life. And I created a traveler community back in 2014 called Culture Trav, which was a way to get to know people, have conversations, talk about you know, cultural similarities, but also differences, learn from people and just, you know, have conversations, which then landed me on uh, the travel banter cards mm-hmm. that I created, which were entirely inspired by this community and by the uh, travel-focused conversations that we would have, you know, people sharing stories about the road and what they love, so... It's been a really fun kind of journey over the years. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's so good for us to know. And that's, spoiler alert, alert everyone, that's what we're going to be talking about today, um, travel banter, because how I met you was at, oh gosh, I don't know if it was 2018 Women's Travel Fest or 2019. Yeah, one of the two. A one few of the years two. Ago now. Yeah, a few years ago, I actually, you had a table there, and I put in uh, for the giveaway and won the cards, which is awesome because I love, uh, one of my favorite things when I'm traveling is being at hostels or just being in group situations and asking all these questions and uh, sometimes, I don't know, for different people, like it could be hard for you to start that conversation organically, so I really admire your card deck where it's just like you can pull a card and make it into a game and the pressure's not on you. Um, So I really enjoyed those cards and I am excited when travel starts up again to really be just whipping them out (laughs) and playing as much as I can, but I thought it would be perfect after having Kelly Lewis on a couple episodes ago and just thinking about Women's Travel Fest again and some people starting to travel again that we could talk about your cards and get people excited excited about them. So before we dive into it, I always have one surprise question just so we get to know you a little bit better. <laughs> so my question for you is you can answer one of two ways. Either what was your favorite game growing up, which could be Twister or a card game or hide and seek or whatever, or you could tell me if you were a game, what game would you be besides travel banter? Super interesting. I like this question. It's a it's a good one. It's a tough one because there's so many good games. Um, let's see. I mean, I'm really kind of mulling this one over. I love so I I really like strategy games, but I also kind of love the uh, the fun that you can have with something that is as simple as like a trivial pursuit where people can ask, you know, questions and answer questions, and it's trivia-focused, so you learn a bit along the way. So something, I think, having to do with trivia would probably be my choice. Or Pictionary, because it's super fun. Um, And open interpretation, (laughs) and always funny to see people's uh, artistic interpretations (laughs) coming out. Yes, one of those two. I know it was a one one game only question, but I think 
I mean, I like them both for different reasons. No, good. Go for it. We're all about doing whatever you want here. <laughs> so that's perfect. I'm glad you came up with two. <laughs> Was there anything... You told me a little bit about how you got started traveling when you lived in Europe. Um, and while you were traveling there, you know, did you develop... You talked about how you developed, you know, liking travel and all of these things. But what did you like about it? so much was it connecting to people or places like what first kind of grabbed you I think a lot of it had to do with connecting with people uh, places as well but I think it's always about people's stories are always interesting to me just getting to know even if you think about daily routines or what people do uh, day to day. I think it's so interesting to see how it can vary and how people kind of start their day or end their day with different rituals or routines or, um, you know, taking the time to really enjoy your coffee or your breakfast in the morning, living in, uh, you know, fast forward to being in New York now um, and living in this really fast-paced kind of culture and society it's interesting to me to to see these different places where people kind of unwind relax take it slowly and just uh, get their day started so I that was always something that I loved kind of watching how a city would wake up or um, Hmm. what people are doing to kick off their day to get started Wow, I, I love that, because those are just this, I mean, those are things we all do, right, no matter where you are in the world, so that was, yeah, thank you for sharing that, I really actually, I liked hearing that, and I can relate, because I do like seeing how cities wake up, I, yeah. it's so different all over the world, now that you, you say that, and I'm kind of thinking about that. Yeah, or go to sleep for that matter, too. Yeah, or go to sleep, like, when they finally do, or for how long, and all of these things. Exactly. Great. (laughs) Well, thank you for sharing that. Now, I want to get into your game. Like, just get right into it. So, when was this idea born for the game? Like, where? Because a lot of people have ideas for things that they're really excited about doing, but a lot of people don't end up doing it. But you actually put your idea into a physical game, a physical thing that we can do. So, yeah, how did you come up with this game and then feel inspired enough to actually make it happen? Yeah, so I, I've been hosting what are known as Twitter chats, so basically live Q&A conversations that happen every week with travelers around a specific topic and a hashtag. So the hashtag being Culture Trav, which is the whole start of my blog and company. And so I wanted to figure out a way to keep these conversations going and keep them kind of alive even after they end it because a Twitter chat has a finite amount of time and then the conversation just naturally winds down. So I started thinking about how can I make this conversation keep going and do it in a way that's um, actually a bit more organic where you kind of go back to having uh, a game or like a a conversation one-on-one conversation or a group conversation with someone in person without the technology Mm -hmm. Uh, is kind of the irony behind everything is that everything started online but I love playing between online and then in person um, meetups and just 
experimenting and seeing how people share those stories. And so uh, the, the idea for that came to me. And then I started talking to a few people that I knew who had done Kickstarters or uh, fundraisers. And so I was thinking the best way to kind of test the waters and see if this is a viable idea and see if this is it something that is interesting to people beyond um, beyond people I know is to test it out with a Kickstarter. Before I launched the Kickstarter, because that in and of itself is a whole process, um, I created a prototype deck. Uh, I had a, a few friends that I worked with who were graphic designers who kind of created these different designs. And so I went around, I did some testing, if you will. I would just talk to people and ask them, what do you think of this card? What do you think of the design? And so there were many different iterations kind of over time. And then I went into the Kickstarter with one idea for a design, uh, which I then also had printed just as a prototype deck. Um, but then with the Kickstarter itself, there was so much kind of marketing that went into that ahead of time and you had to really think about outreach and um, thinking about how you can get, you know, in my case, how I could get my community really involved in helping to spread the word. So on one side of the card are questions, those conversation starter, icebreaker questions, and then on the other side of the card are um, community source photographs. So what I did is I went back to people in my community. I said, hey, I'm looking for a fun visual to include in the decks. Would you be open to having your photos shared? And a lot of people were super excited about that prospect. So that was an awesome way to have this really feel like a community uh, sourced product. And so then I went into Kickstarter with the idea of, you know, I could create multiple tiers and have other people submit their photos as part of the game so that people are really buying into this community idea and this community created product. So that's kind of how it evolved over time. Wow, I love that because I do love all the photos on the cards. And you have the name of the person on Instagram, right, on the photo side of the card. Yes, yes. It's either for most most of them it's Instagram, for others, some of them it's Twitter. It's dependent on where they are, but most are Instagram or yeah, at least some kind of uh, social media handle telling you where to find them. Yeah, that is awesome. So that you could actually go to that person and be like, I saw your photo or, or whatever. That's what I really caught my attention, actually, when I saw the cards for the first time. So I yeah. think that was just a great idea. What type of feedback did you get after you launched the game? And it was like a real-life thing, and people were playing it and had their hands on the card deck. Like, What were some things people said to you? Yeah, so some of the most fun and kind of surprising things that people shared were that um, multiple people that complete strangers who backed the game on Kickstarter reached out, and they said, this is actually a really great tool for me to use as an ESL teacher. So they were in Southeast Asia, a lot of them, um, and they were using this game as a way to teach English. Or um, a few people had said, oh, you know, I'm a, one person that said I'm a group trip leader, so this will be great for my guests to then get to know each other as they're traveling because people would book uh, individual tickets for his trip 
and so you don't know each other and yeah. what, you know better way <laughs> to break the ice than with travel conversation which everyone can relate to you know on some mm-hmm. level so the feedback was great in terms of different ways in which people are using the game to your point a lot of people said this will be awesome for hostels mm-hmm. i can't wait to use this when i'm on the road and just to get to know people because you know a few people have told me um that they are innately more introverted. So it's a really fun and easy way to kind of break the ice without feeling awkward or trying to figure out what to say to someone. So, yeah, it was just awesome to hear the different types of feedback and the the ways in which people think that they're going to be able to use the game that I hadn't even considered in terms of um, ESL or, or using it as an educational tool as well. Yeah, yeah, I, when you said that, I was like, oh, that's a really good idea. (laughs) That's a really great idea, and I'm sure it could, you know, help people coming to the United States or an English-speaking country, you know, when they don't know for the first time to to look at those and try to talk to people and have conversations, because sometimes when you're learning a language, you're like, okay, what do I even try to start with, like, talking about with people? So you get practice in this language also. Um, so that those are great ideas, which I'm glad the audience is hearing, so that if they do get a deck of cards, that they have some ideas um, on what to do with them, too. But can you share some of your own... I'm assuming that you have played them in different settings with different people. Uh, can you share some of your own experiences and what that has been like? Yes, yeah, so I love to bring them... Uh, so I've, I've now, since 2020, kind of pivoted a bit, but I've done group mm-hmm. uh, virtual hangouts with them, which is another fun way to get to know people. Uh, previously, I would go to networking events, and I think one of the most, in my mind, uh, one of the best kind of ways to break the ice and get to know someone is ask them about their interests. You know, people often ask you, what do you do for a living, which there's nothing wrong with that question, but inherently, I think you're going to get um, a lot kind of more interesting answers if you ask about travel or something about someone personally. So I would bring them along to different networking events just to get to know people on a more personal level. I think it breaks the ice and lets people, you know, put their guard down a little bit and just talk to you <laughs> from person to person versus oh, yes, I'm here in a business capacity. Um, I've also seen them work really well at parties, just regular parties where someone, uh, you know, you're you're combining extroverts and and introverts together in one room, so trying to figure out a way to bring them together. Um, Yeah, I think that's been... I mean, I've, yeah, I've seen them be used at airports. I've heard stories of people bringing them to hostels and getting to know people on the road that way. So I think I always love hearing from other people, you know, how they use them and why and what they've learned about each other. Um, I think one example was also around the holidays and uh, not to get into politics, but a good way to avoid <laughs> political conversation. <laughs> would be to use them and talk about travel instead. Yeah. All neutral ground <laughs> topic. So, yeah. <laughs> that, 
Wow, that's a good idea too because, yep, I feel like I don't have a lot in common with, you know, sometimes with people I see during the holidays. So that's a great tip. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought that maybe we could play a few rounds. Maybe if we both answer just a few questions and you have the cards for us today. So you will get to uh, pick the cards and... Yeah, we're going to play a few rounds for the listeners so that they have a really solid idea on what this could be like if they play it um, and how the conversation typically goes. So I'm very excited to do this. Sweet. Let's do it. So I'm going to ask you, what in your home represents your travels? So things like magnets, photos, snow globes, etc.? Oh, well, see, I didn't actually have a lot in my house for some reason until this recent band trip I did, and I came back with lots of Polaroids. Uh, Yeah, because my partner, my best friend, got me a Polaroid camera before the trip, so I came back with lots of Polaroids, some magnets from the national parks, and then uh, even some of my friends are just really good artists, so when I've traveled and seen them, I have come back with different drawings or paintings or whatever, and then in my van, also, we, I don't know why I didn't do it till, like, the end of the trip, but, the, like, maybe the last half of the trip that I was doing, we started collecting stickers from national parks, so in the van that we were traveling with, there's one, like, shelf wall that's painted green, and we started to put those on there, um, and it just made the van so much more fun. So I'd say those are probably the things all around me. That's awesome. Those are some fun, those are some super fun ones. I love the Polaroid uh, throwback too. Yeah. Oh gosh, Polaroids are so fun. <laughs> so if I had to, I guess if I had to answer that, I would also talk about um, on my end photos. I love maps too. Ooh. They're just a really fun way to kind of reflect, think back on where you went, where you've been, sometimes little um, items at home. So a friend of mine is um, Tanzanian, and she has this beautiful, uh, she has a company, and she has these beautiful pillows that women in Tanzania have made, designed, etc. So I have an awesome pillowcase that she gave me. And for when I actually go to Tanzania, I think it's super colorful. It's bright orange. Um, so it'll be, it'll be like a fun pre-trip thing <laughs> for me to think about. Because <laughs> yeah. I've never actually been to Tanzania. But um, I imagine it to be a super colorful place based on that pillow. Yeah, I love, I love the pillow because... Yeah, it's really fun bringing those, I don't know, the cultures into your own house, even if you've never been there. And then when you go, you get to be like, did this match my expectations or not? Um, So, yeah, I love that. (laughs) So, next up, I'm going to pick a food-related question, because I feel like food is always a fun one. Mm -hmm. So, food brings us together. Tell us about a memorable family-style meal you had while traveling where were you oh my goodness um oh gosh there's so many weird food stories I have especially being vegan and not speaking languages (laughs) places and 
gosh. You know, <laughs> I feel like a lot of the food stories I have, I don't know if it would bring me together with people. It's just really awkward. But, um... You know what? I, I do remember one meal, which was really awesome. At the end of my of me being an exchange student um, in Chile, we had like one last party with all the exchange students, and a couple of the other exchange students had actually gone vegan while we were in South America, which was, you know, I loved that. And so I actually didn't know one of the older people in Rotary who had been an exchange student a long time ago went vegan too, and she had brought... Um, Oh my goodness, why am I forgetting the word? Oh my gosh, zucchini. <laughs> I say zucchini all the time. She had brought zucchini and like a plant-based meat and all these vegetables. And so she made this huge like family style plant-based meal. And I was thinking like, oh gosh, you know, people are just going to be like, it's Kaylin being weird again. But everyone was eating it. Everyone loved it. It was so delicious. And for some reason, that's just one of the meals that I can really remember. That's great. That's a fun one. It sounds and it sounds super memorable, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the ones that I can remember that brought me together with people. <laughs> so I'm interested to hear your story. I love that. I think for me, what comes to mind is Spain. So I went on a school trip uh, many years ago, and we were we were in Spain, and I just loved. And I still do, uh, the idea of tapas and the sharing of a meal mm -hmm. together. And it can be, you know, tricky to your point if you're dealing with different diets or restrictions. But uh, we were able to make it work really well. And I think we had, the nice part of it was that you were able to try so many different, you know, so many different sides and so many different mm -hmm. types of uh, foods. And that was, that was the fun part. Uh, you could definitely tell different spices were being used and flavors and it was it was fun because we were all kind of sharing a family style meal but people were enjoying um you know their separate their separate um sides as well so it's i think it's just about being with people and having a fun time in the end yeah you know i could totally imagine you in my head sitting there doing that because uh, I, I feel like other countries do that a lot more than we do and whenever i've done that i'm like why don't we do this every time this is amazing yeah i totally agree um it is it's such a nice way to come together and just kind of put your phone away and just talk and hang out and not think about the day, but just talk to people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, I'll pick a, I'll pick a lighter one. So how do you plan for a trip? Do you have a particular routine? Oh, gosh. Uh, I guess it depends on the type of trip. I'm always very eager when I get my trip in my head to, you know, if anything needs to be booked, like a plane ticket, I want to do it so soon so that I just know it's done and I'm saving money. And then I don't usually pack until the last few days, but I'll start setting aside my clothes that I want to wear so that, you know, I'm not scrambling to wash them at the end. And, you know, just as I'm going through my week, I'm like, ooh, I want to take this. So there will be little piles, like, around my house. Um, but then, 
for destinations, a lot of my travel is just off the cusp and kind of all over the place sometimes. So I feel like that isn't planned as much, and I just plan on not planning it, and then I feel a lot better about it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, what's, so, what's your style? I can relate to the... So I think you sound even more organized in terms of packing than I than I do. So sometimes that is a very last minute effort on my part. Um, but I try to space it out at least maybe a day or two ahead of time. That way you as and as you're thinking of stuff to add, then you start packing. Mm-hmm. But I like to also, in terms of where I'm going, I like to ask friends or if I know people that have been to the specific destination um, or even reading blogs online to see, you know, what are some of the, the kind of favorite local places that um, we may not know about that are, you know, less touristy, if you will. So just asking, asking other people or reading about places online and um, then if, you know, you can also get a good sense of that just by asking locals once you get there for their recommendations too. But that's kind of a, in the pre-planning of the of a trip, there's that research involved ahead of time just to know what are my own kind of must-sees and then the rest of the trip can be more spontaneous, wandering, getting to know the area, potentially, you know, meeting people along the way. You never know. So... Yeah, I'm so I'm so glad you said that because I feel like uh, sometimes, you know, if you haven't traveled that much or you just don't think about it, you could just be going with like the main things that you see on that one country or you just you've always heard about this thing, but when you get into blogs and friends and people you actually know who've been there or are from there, it's yeah, it's a totally different world. So, thank you for bringing that up. I'm I'm really glad you said that. Yeah. It's yeah. fun. Plus, you always, I love hearing other people's kind of stories or perspectives on it because you then learn something new too. Even if you're reading something or if someone tells you, you know, online there's a lot of talk about XYZ, but I would actually recommend you also check out, you know, this other place. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I think that that can enhance your experience, save you money a lot of the time, and keep you safer, you know, where someone's like, don't go to this thing, or go to this thing, or, yeah, so that is, that's such a great point. (laughs) Well, thank you for reading those questions, I, I hope everyone enjoyed a little sample of what the game could be like, and before we wrap, wrap this conversation up, is there anything that you want to leave people with about the game or about you or traveling? And then where can people find you and get this game if they're, like, so excited about it and they want to take it with them on their next trip? Yeah, so I think, I mean, the game, think of it as just another fun way to not only get to know uh, new people, but also get to know people on a deeper level that, you already know. So that could even be friends and family. I've, again, and and you asked this also, but I've heard of people playing this at family gatherings. I've heard of people playing it at work retreats or um, networking or just 
traveling and going to hostels and learning learning about new people that way. So it's just a really fun, easygoing way to get to know those new people, um, talk to people, connect about travel, which I think is such a easy way to bond with people in ways. Uh, we all have our stories, but and we all um, have visited similar or the same destinations, but our perspectives are going to be so different and things that are memorable to us are so unique. So I think that's what makes it fun and the, and the game always highlights to me that you know you and I could have traveled to Spain but for you what stood out could be something totally different than for me so I, I love that and it keeps it keeps it very interesting so in, if you want to you can find the game on um, travelbanter.co or it's also available on Amazon Prime um, and yeah it's just a fun way to play and and just bring it with you when you're traveling, get to know new people, and enjoy new conversations. Yay! And if people do get the game and they want to share experiences with you or they want to highlight you on social media, is there a specific hashtag that you use or can they send you a message or how should people go about doing that? Yeah, so I always love to hear from people. So you can use hashtag travel banter, or hashtag culture trev, both of them work really well. Um, I, I love sharing kind of other people's images and giving credit and resharing your stories. So I welcome that uh, across social. And uh, yeah, you can always drop me a line on social media too. I'm pretty active, so you can hang out and say hi. Awesome. Thank you for sharing all of that. I can't wait to take this card game, when I find it again, somewhere in my car, uh, on, on upcoming travels and winter travels, and yeah, I just, I love it, I feel like it's the essence of meeting people, like, I just, I just automatically think of meeting people in a hostel and having those amazing conversations, but like, in a little card box, so... <laughs> Thank you for creating this, and I can't wait to, you know, on the podcast eventually or on my own social media, uh, share experience that I've had, and hopefully people can go on and check you out and decide whether they want to take part two. So thank you so much. Thank you. Make the world a better place by leaving things better than I found it. You know, whether it be people or the planet or, you know, all kinds of things. Isn't there a quote that says, feel fear and do it anyways? Yeah. 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 So I think for us insignificance, we have to do it ourselves. A lot of people are doing things in their life that they're not completely happy with mm -hmm. and they're doing it just because you know it's a norm and they feel like they feel pressured by society Definitely. or they're just you know stuck in this rut mm -hmm. and you know ruts can be comfortable for people and they can be very comfortable comfort is not how you how you grow as a person <laughs>